0: Welcome to The Culture Factor, where we talk to founders and influential leaders about company culture. We share stories from the C-suite that help executives engage their business from the inside and create a map to transform their culture. Because the truth is, culture eats strategy for breakfast.
1: I want to thank our listeners for joining The Culture Factor, and I ask that you subscribe, rate, and consider leaving a review. We'd love to hear who you'd like to listen to next. And a thank you to our sponsor, Company Tribes. They have an app and a virtual experience to help keep your tribe together during difficult times like now and business as usual. How strong is your company culture? Reach out to Paul at companytribes.com. Kelly Ireland is a tech CEO, investor, advisor, and philanthropist. She launched CBT in 2001 with a focus on offering innovative technology solutions and unparalleled client service. She has evolved as an award-winning entrepreneur, IT solutions provider, with a roster of Fortune 50 clients. She is a catalyst, change agent, mentor, enthusiast, spending her time driving strategic growth initiatives and providing CBT's employees with an outstanding work environment. Her motto is, well-cared-for employees equal well-cared-for customers. And today, we have Kelly Ireland on The Culture Factor. Hi Kelly, welcome to the show. Hi Holly, happy to be here. Excellent and today we also have Paul Jones, our co-host joining us. Hi Paul.
0: Hey, welcome. Thank you.
1: So Kelly, let's get started. Can you share with us the founding principles you started with CBT?
2: Absolutely. Back in the late 90s, um, the the industry that I was in uh, had a lot of change, a lot of consolidation and merging, and it just ended up being an environment that, uh, you know, I was in a company that just didn't have the same philosophy that I did when it came to care for a client. Um, when I it push came to shove, and it was like, I'm going to have to figure this out, um, what I decided with everything that I'd been seeing in the industry, um, I felt there was a better way. Um, I had to open CBT just because um, I wanted to ensure that my client continued to get the level of service that we had been able to afford them with my team. So I opened it, but I also opened it from the perspective of um, work-life balance. I believe that the nurturing of your employees and what we call team um, is essential in having a good solid base and And being able to deliver to clients in the manner that we should, um, bringing that value add. And so I opened it up and really focused it on um, from a a sports approach, since I I was in sports from early days with a father who was a coach in all ranks of education. And with that basis of um, work it as a team, have backup. Uh, tag team if one person needs to go attend to a um, watching a child receive an award at school or going to try to really balance um, being able to give everybody that work life balance other than me because I was the one trying to create all of this and that was a lot of work but I have to tell you it was it was a great reward to me to see people be able to really do that balancing which was never a thing in the in the late 90s and into the early 2000s
0: Kelly I find that so interesting um, in, in having come from client success there's almost... There's almost different philosophies when it comes to to serving the customer, isn't there? I mean, you if you can it, it's interesting that you felt like you wanted to provide your client this high level or this specific type of care and basically left to go take care of that customer and now you've gathered people that that so subscribe to that same philosophy you have toward the customer.
2: Yeah, we had it previously to CBT that, you know, that was kind of that we were already working in teams to support the client because when you're working global clients, you need a big team, but you also need that team to sync together and work together. And, and we had been successful in doing that. The, the missing link was having the management, the overall executive management, see the vision and support that as well. That's what was missing. And so the creation of CBT was around putting that mix together of getting the executives, the management, and, and your workers who are the ones that are constantly in touch with their clients, supporting them, um, getting them all in sync together.
1: That's great. Uh, Kelly, let me ask you a question. Um, I want to just jump back. You had mentioned about value add. So I just want to focus there for a second. Has this changed the dynamic of your company culture? Like in terms of your, uh, you and I had also spoke, um, spoken prior to this about your ops team versus your i team. Uh, <laughs> so I think that's where maybe our value the add came team. in. But you did mention uh, value add a little bit earlier on from our first yes. question. So I'm going to make you dive back into there.
2: I will dive into this. So in the last three years, uh, CBT has pivoted. We were previously more of a high end value add um, reseller. And, and I take value-add very seriously. It's not just to resell. It's to deliver an outcome to a client. And we built that out with high-performance computing. But in the last three years, we saw the whole move with Internet of Things and how that was going to be integrated into solutions um, for businesses. Well, what we didn't realize was that there are two sides of the house when it comes to industrial IoT or even IoT. You have your ops side, so you have operations technology, which would be associated with manufacturing, utilities, smart pumps, sensing things like that. And then you have the IT, which is the infrastructure that supports the you know, information technology. How do you process that information? How do you store it? How do you use it? How do you analyze it? So putting these two together, what we found <laughs> by working through this and taking, you know, an IT-centric company. CBT, and integrating the operational technology or OT side in by hiring OT engineers, so control system engineers and mechanical engineers and design engineers. We looked at it and, oh boy, did we find that there's a difference between those two. Um, Not something that any of us even thought about. And the more research we did, I finally talked to my HR team and said there is definitely different cultures between OT and IT and I I, as I've seen it and viewed it what became very apparent is a lot of people people were approaching it and say okay we've got to you know converge these two together but what they weren't thinking of was the people factor you have to converge different cultures OT is um, what I call very pristine It's almost an exact science in many manners. And when you look at IT, IT has never been exact. I don't think you can reach exact, um, because in order to do that, you'd probably have to spend so much time, it's not worth ROI. Um, But they both have intrinsically different, you know, approaches and manners and just across the, the spectrum. And so what we had to do is educate both sides, and, and nurture them to accept and respect the differences of the two and come to an understanding that one has to be one way, one is the other way. There is reasons for this. There's no reason not to respect the other. Um, and it's worked out really, really well, but you have to approach it from that aspect.
1: Is there any story maybe that you might even be able to share um, in how you were able to merge them and, and create a team out of them?
2: Yeah, what we've done, we, we work on something called Refinery of the Future, which is TechSmart Chemical down in Houston, Texas. And what that was, was, you know, uh, Eula Packard Enterprise started at three and a half years ago. Of The client went and looked at a smart pump at the HPE lab. And he happened to bring 15 of his employees with him um, because he wanted them to see what that was all about. That was, you know, bringing in um, both sides, OT and IT in to see what this pump was. Cause everybody was like, what are you talking about? We don't know what that is. And, you know, they went down the path of looking at it and going, wow, that's pretty incredible because seeing was believing. Um, and, and like I said, it's from both sides of the house What they were trying to do with that was get these members of their team to accept that there's this new territory we're going into that connects the OT and the IT, and that they have to look at um, approaching this from both sides and working together. And I think them starting out doing that, where it's like, okay, bring both those groups together, plus bring from executives down to frontline workers in from the beginning. And then over you know the last few years, it's getting people into discussions, doing collaboration across both sides, really integrating the teams from the beginning of the development of the solutions and especially the particular use cases. Because you want to deliver a solution that is going to achieve what that frontline worker needs. And if you don't include them in the conversation, then it's all for naught, because you're probably not going to deliver what is actually needed and what's going to give the biggest ROI. So right from the get-go, uh, when we came back to Texmark, he was like, I want to see this in action. And there wasn't anybody that could really show him you know, the full solutions and the use cases in production. So they offered up their facility, and that really allowed my team, so a, a heavy IT focused team to come in and spend all that time with OT workers and, you know, side by side going through it, being educated. We needed to be educated on the OT side. They needed to be, have a better understanding of the IT side. And so that melding over the last couple of years um, has allowed us to, one, learn the culture, two, uh, really integrate and educate both sides, um, but especially the OT side of, you know, what, why we're doing this, why it should matter to them, how it's going to help them in production, um, and make it a win-win for everybody.
1: That's brilliant. That probably really bolstered your company culture for sure.
2: Absolutely. And and marks and other, you know, the ecosystem partners that went across everything. It seems to me
0: too, Kelly, that you, uh, you really kind of created a new culture. You blended these two, you know, traditional uh, groups together and you're forming something, you've helped to form something brand new. Um, what are some of the changes that that has looked like as you compare the two groups and, and compare what they're doing now? What are some of the ad benefits that you've seen?
2: Um, or- you'll, yeah, you'll find this funny, <laughs> but... The biggest thing we've seen is that all of us are having a blast. We are, <laughs> where a lot of people can't say that right now. But what we're seeing is we're excited. Um, people are more engaged. It's kind of like, we call it the new territory. It is a new territory. Yeah, it, is, it is a journey. You know, like I said, it's a team sport. We're having the most fun we've had because for a long time, IT, you know, just kind of ran. It's like, oh, new chip new processor, new router, new storage types, that can be exciting. But when you're talking about a whole new environment and having, you know, you know, we're all very inquisitive and we're constant learners and we're finding that we're learning more, we're learning new things. And not only that is we're solving problems for clients and we're seeing such massive ROIs. Everything we've seen has been such a high ROI. And not only that, is having those workers embrace this change, which I, I, how often do we hear they people don't like change, people view, you know, some of the things that are going on in the industry as being able to replace their jobs. What we're saying is, you know, by including them early, getting them engaged, we're seeing them um, Embrace this at the highest level to the point where um, Carlos at Textmark he loved it so much he trained his entire team. He wasn't asked to by his management. He was just so excited as what it brought and the value that it brought. So at first, he could have viewed it, this is enriching my job. And that's the message we're seeing more and more is workers looking at it and going, that's enriching my job. It's making it safer. It's making it better. I can produce more. I can, you know, I can share more information. And and that's one of the greatest things we're seeing out of this. Yeah,
1: you know, uh, it sort of brings me to uh, another question. So you you took on a, a new way of bringing together um, two departments, and it's created newness if you will uh, Mm -hmm. across how you do business and um, so it it forces me to ask you this question about the new next or the new normal uh, which everybody of course is talking about Um, how are you poised to handle um, what the new normal looks like post pandemic and um, as you continue to scale uh, will your company culture change at all?
2: I don't think the culture company culture will change because the one thing it's through this whole pandemic, the thing we've found is we've morphed along with everybody else. We became virtual in two days. It helps that we're, you know, that we know it, we're it experts. And so it made it for very quick transition and everybody's done very well. Um, One of the things we focused on was building out our culture continuously so having those you know every other day we have a 15-minute a breakout that anybody who can join in the company gets on it you know it's a zoom call and we have different themes and you join in and you have your kids join in you know because we're all at home and we're all dealing with things but what we really wanted to focus on was the mental health of all of us, because we've all suffered a little bit from being enclosed and not having that human touch, that CBT, you know, that's, that's kind of our core um, value is, you know, delivering technology with this human touch. Well, that kind of got taken away. So it's really been focusing on that. What we've seen is growth within our own company and our own personnel, including management of figuring out how to keep that human touch there and We've learned some things that we're actually going to keep in play as we come out and we have the new normal. And a lot of that is the touch among the employees. We had a lot of employees that had never met each other in person. Well, now they know each other quite well, whether it be the Zoom or, you know, some of the other conference calls that we've had and the touch bases that we have is sharing that going into the new normal. The great thing about what we've done is we've already spent, you know, two to three years of this internet of things, which I think is just going to boom, because there's some things that are going to have to be done remotely. There's going to be a time, probably quite a bit of time before people feel safe being face to face in certain environments. And, you know, we're set up to be able to to deliver that virtual touch that still keeps them extremely connected and feeling like, you know, they are together, or they're being able to complete a process. We're building out a smart manufacturing facility right now and doing it completely virtually, uh, utilizing a wearable and having someone at that company walk through and we're guiding him where we need him to go and gathering the information we need visibly as well as electronically. So I think, you know, we're very well positioned. Um, knowing that, you know, we're all going to have to tweak our approaches and, and find creative ways um, to handle the new normal.
1: That's incredible. Um, I, I love that. Um, I've, I think it's nice that you're poised for it. And actually some of the takeaways are that you're going to be um, bringing that things that you've learned now into your new normal, that it's actually been beneficial um, let me ask you um, uh, one other question. Um, I understand uh, from from a previous conversation that Boeing um, is a continued customer of yours for the past 25 years. Um, is there a story about your company culture that speaks to the longevity of your customers that you could share with us?
2: Absolutely. So that happy happy um, employees make for happy customers. Um, at CBT, I have the same exact team that I opened my doors with in 2001. I have the same personnel supporting that account. We've augmented that and added additional ones. We've had team members joined from associated companies that we work with to support Boeing. Um, But it's almost like family because when you keep a consistent interface to your customer, um, it builds out that trust relationship. So having those same people, and they actually were also with me prior to opening CBT. So very, you know, huge longevity. Um, Some of the people that are in the executive teams at Boeing, you know, one of them was our, uh, his first job was uh, as our purchasing agent way back in early two thousand. So, and he's grown in his career and we've had the same team. And when we talk, it's, you know, everybody's, hi, how are you doing? Because, you know, we knew when he had his first child and, you know, talk through all that. So just that the intimacy of having long-term relationships where, you know, you talk about family or you talk about your growth and you talk about your business and you talk about your challenges and your goals and everything else, it just makes for such a great environment for both the customer as well as my employees
0: so basically kelly what you're saying is that and i totally agree happy customer or excuse me happy employees make for happy customers and i think sometimes it's easy to to kind of take the easy way out right the easy way is a ping pong table or snacks in a drawer somewhere for your employees but (laughs) what you seem to be saying is is more um it's it's kind of more high level it's speaking more to the person what what would you say are those big differences you know when you go in yeah sure we let's have snacks in the drawer but that's not where you stop where where do you actually where should you
2: start no it started with me because i was a single mom with two kids and i i didn't have a life it was like i was working all the time and didn't have the time um, because of the pressure of my job, you know, back before 2001. And it, it was, you know, it was a time in our industry where 20 hour work days were expected from, you know, some of the companies that you work for. And it was, you know, here's the, ha- the dangling carrot way out, you know, in some cases, 20 years from now, you know, I think Microsoft, one of the things was, and it was the employee saying, yeah, I want to do it. Um, But what I look back is, you know, okay, in that 20 years, you're going to miss your child growing up. You're going to miss Mm -hmm. special events. You're going to miss family interaction. Um, I just didn't believe that was a good culture. I didn't believe that was a good way to nurture the lives of your employees. So by doing the teaming and allowing them to have that flexibility, I was telling Holly, we had babies in our office back in 2001, 2002, because I had new moms. And it was like, I didn't want them to meet to miss that interaction, you know, with a child from zero to nine months old, the mothers figured out at that point where it got to where it was too intrusive for them completing their duties. And it was their decision. And it always worked out great that they had that time and then they got childcare and we, you know, in many cases we might adjust their timing, but it's really looking at your individuals and your employees and to what's important in their life and not what's most important. You want them. What I found is by doing that when they're at work, they're very focused on what they do at work. They're very focused at delivering for CBT because they have that Way of supporting their families and getting that time that they need with their tam- with their families to have that really good balance. Wow, I love fantastic. that. That's
0: awesome. Yeah,
1: that's re- that's really great. Thank you, Kelly. I, it's uh, so nice to hear that the um, the trials and tribulations that you experienced as a new mom that you're making sure ensuring that your company culture solid and that your people don't go through that. That's that's fantastic. I, I want to thank you. this was so great. Thank you for coming on the culture factor
2: absolutely it's so I, I I love talking about it because i I call it corporate responsibility okay. and I, I always am looking for companies that think the same way and um, because they tend to a lot of times be the best ones for us to partner with.
1: That's true uh, It's always nice to have that in your pipeline like minded people that you work with and work for, uh, that makes a big difference in your day, for sure. Thank you, Kelly.
2: Yes, thank you.
1: Paul, thanks for joining us. This was great.
0: Thank you. This was great. I've learned so much. Kelly, appreciate all of of your insights and uh, wish you the best moving forward.
2: Thank you. We're very excited about it. Things are rolling.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nice.